You are listening to Physical, Emotional, and Health Secrets with your host, Amanda Elise Love. Whether you're dealing with autoimmune problems, sleep issues, trauma, mindset blocks, or any other health issues, you are in the right place. In this show, we cover all of these topics and more. Amanda is a registered holistic nutritionist who teaches women how to cook allergy-friendly, healthy meals and integrate a holistic approach into their lifestyle. She has made it her life mission to teach others who are suffering how to lead a more holistic life. We are so excited to welcome you to the show. Now, let's get to improving our health. Hi, everyone. My name is Amanda Lee Love, and I'm a registered holistic nutritionist. And today's guest is, please, you can say your name. Dr. Oksana Sabiak. That's a beautiful name. So how did you get started and what you're doing today? How did I get started? Well, thank you for asking. My uh, background is dentistry because I thought I was going into a health profession. And uh, so eventually, after 10 years, I realized that I was not in a health profession. I was in a real fill and bill profession. And I started looking outside of dentistry. And that's where I found biologic dentistry through the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology. And my interests also drove me further into nutrition, into detoxification, into toxicity, into various other fields. So when I retired from dentistry, I uh, then got my doctor of integrative medicine and was able to retire into another health profession of integrative medicine. And that's what I still do. I have my office. It's called the Sabiak Integrative Wellness Institute. And here I pride myself on being able to uncover clues to mystery syndromes. So my clients have named me lovingly, the health detective. And I'm able to find causes for syndromes that people uh, go to MDs and naturopaths and osteopaths, et cetera, et cetera. And they still don't get the results that they need. And so I'm able to dig a little deeper into the areas that I'm familiar with and also find the connection between What I'm going to talk about today, the connection between your health and the dental procedures, dentistry you've had done. Yeah, and I would love to know, like, what is like our first step that we should be thinking about when we're with our dentistry? Well, first of all, I would say, ask questions. Ask, is there fluoride in that rinse? You don't want fluoride. Is there mercury in that filling? Is there palladium in that crown? Are there any metal fillings in my mouth now that could react with the braces that I'm going to put on? Is my jaw joint healthy? If it's not, what can be done about it? Uh, What is the sterilizing solution that you are asking me to rinse with? What is in your injection? Is there epinephrine in the uh, local anesthetic? Because if there is, you may end up with uh, reduced blood flow in the area where the injection went in and eventually can cause what is called a cavitation, which is a dying of the bone and an infection in the bone. 
So there are many things that dentistry does that we'll be touching on today, but uh, things that we are not aware of. And if you go to a biologic dentist, they are more aware of it than the regular dentist. What's the difference between them? A biologic dentist will look at the materials that are used, at the health of the patient first, and at the saving of teeth as second rather than first. Uh, regular dentistry, they require their dentists to save teeth at all costs. And that means doing a root canal, doing surgery, doing whatever to save a tooth. However, you save a tooth with a root canal. And as far back as Western Prices time in the 1920s, root canals were proven to be toxic, to usually being infected. And we've since found out that they also block acupuncture meridians. So acupuncture meridians go through a muscle, an organ, and a tooth. If that tooth is dead, like in a root canal or an abscess, if there's infection around it, if there is uh, toxic filling in it, it can block that meridian. And for instance, I have not seen one case of breast cancer that didn't have one of those teeth on the meridian on that side in 40 years that I've known about this. Wow, that's amazing. So it's not something just to fluff off. But so many people say, well, I had this root canal because I had a toothache. Mm -hmm. And I asked, was that tooth abscessed? I don't know. Yeah. That's one question you need to ask the dentist. Is this tooth abscessed? If the tooth is abscessed, the only two things that you can do is remove the tooth or do a root canal. And if you're really healthy and you take care of everything else in your life and that tooth is needed because it's vital for the bite or to carry a bridge or something like that, okay, have it done. But what I suggest as well is have ozone put around that tooth four times a year, three days in a row. Okay. And that will at least mitigate a little bit of the toxicity and the uh, infection that you have with that tooth. Okay. And like you mentioned, so what about like a lot of people, we go to our dentists like once a year and stuff, right? There's no problem in going once a year. The problem is if you go once a year, but you've caught a gum infection okay you may have a problem with your gums what about cavities cavities are also only an issue if you eat the wrong things and have the wrong bugs in your mouth so children who get a lot of decay are usually children whose mothers will lick a spoon and then get them some food from the same spoon and transfer strep mutans, which is the main bacteria that causes cavities. The other issue is the frequency of eating sweets. Yeah. And th this doesn't have to be candy. This doesn't have to be gum. The worst case of bombed out 
decayed teeth that I've seen in a family of children of five children mm -hmm. is a raw vegan family. Oh, wow. The children had access to fruit whenever they want. And just enough sugar from the fruit rotted their teeth out because it was the frequency. Wow. So when I tell people, okay, it's Halloween, <laughs> you're not going to be able to stop the kids from eating candy. However, right. you do what I did because my kids graduated from high school with no cavities. And that is you say you can have all the candy you want, all the sweets you want, once a day after supper. Nothing the rest of the time. So the first day they will gorge themselves on it. They'll make themselves sick and they'll probably be hyper for the rest of the evening. But eventually they'll have one or two and they're happy because they know that they can have it then. You're not denying them totally. You are mitigating the number of exposures and they say, oh, I can have all I want. And that makes them feel empowered. So the parent then has to deal maybe with some hyperactivity <laughs> after the uh, child overeats the sweets, but it doesn't last. They might, you know, after a week's uh, novelty's worn off. <laughs> and so the same thing with fruit, especially dried fruit like raisins. Mm -hmm. You don't put them in the lunchbox. You put cheese, you put uh, carrot sticks, things like that in the lunchbox, not sticky fruit. Yeah. So those are things to reduce cavities. In adults, it's a matter of oral hygiene and infections. But gums are my specialty or were my specialty. I don't do any dentistry anymore, of course. But gum disease is not the amount of time you brush or what you brush with. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, some of the products that you brush with are so toxic that they kill your immune system, especially fluoride, chlorine, the uh, chlorhexidine, etc. But if you catch an infection, especially a parasite infection, from the last person you kissed or the last time your dog kissed you or somebody sneezed over your salad bar or whatever, you know, you had an airplane ride and the recirculated air would infect you, mm -hmm. that parasite will remain in your mouth until you get rid of it. And in our day and age, we think that parasites are not something North Americans carry. Well, North Americans carry about 300 average per person. Wow. The people around the equator, they carry about 3,000. And our ancestors, they used to deworm their kids and their pets and their animals spring and fall. We don't do that. That's one of the detoxes that I do in the office because I have a microscope. I can find what the infection is under the microscope. If it's bacterial, we can do some simple things, whether it's colloidal silver or aloe vera or some um, essential oil mouthwashes or whatever. But if it's a parasite, it has to be a full body treatment because your parasite doesn't stay in the mouth unless you don't swallow. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that needs to be addressed as a full body infection. 
and gum disease causes many, many other problems, everything from arthritis to Alzheimer's to uh, digestive problems to uh, brain fog to all kinds of things. Uh, the uh, endocarditis in the heart, that can be caused by bacteria from your mouth. And those are things that dentists think can be cleaned away and can be rinsed away. Unfortunately, that's not so. You can temporarily do that with ozonated water, with hydrogen uh, peroxide, with whatever other agents you want to use, but that's not going to clean it all the way down the uh, entire tract of the body. So like when you have that, what can you do for it? We have a regimen that starts off with a kidney cleanse and a parasite cleanse. First of all, I encourage a bowel cleanse. A bowel cleanse may be nutritionally done or through hydrocolon therapy or uh, flushes with salt or with uh, magnesium oxide or maybe a fast like the uh, master cleanse. And once the gut is nice and clean, then you clean the kidneys and then you go to get the parasites out. Once you've killed the parasites, you can then clean the liver. And many people, they first go for a liver cleanse because they were told they have a fatty liver. Right. Unfortunately, the liver cleanse is not going to work because all the exits are blocked. Mm -hmm. And so you need to clean the exits first. And other people will go and say, oh, I've heard that there's mercury in those amalgam fillings, so I better get the mercury out of my body. Well, sure, but how are you going to do that if your liver is not going to process that? So we have an order of detoxification in our office that first you have to open up all the channels, then you have to clean them, and the liver cleanses after the parasite cleanse is what does it. Only then can you go after heavy metals unless you are doing it through the skin. And through the skin is your far infrared sauna or your ozone sauna. And then after you've got the metals out, will you be successful in getting rid of candida? Until then, your candida will keep coming back and keep coming back. Can you tell people what candida is if they don't know what it is? Candida is actually not an infection. Candida is a mold that grows inside you, just like a mushroom on a tree. It's a fungus that its purpose is to break down the body once it's no longer needed. It takes us back to dust. And so if you have a toenail infection that's mold or uh, fungus, doing it topically will not do very much because right. it's all through your body. So you need to go after the cause of it, which is your immune system that's been ruined by maybe heavy metals or by uh, parasites or something else. So candida is something that we frequently see nowadays because 
antibiotics kill the natural balance in our gut. And candida loves that because they overgrow like mad. And you end up with everything from Crohn's and irritable bowel to uh, dysbiosis to uh, headaches to whatever. And I would like to know, so how do you know, like, what did you mean? You talked about, like, you said the jaw is healthy. What exactly does that mean? The jaw, when you have all your teeth in it and there's no infection, Mm -hmm. they bone around it is intact. When you've had an abscess tooth, on an x-ray, you will see a dark area around the tooth, around the root of the tooth. That's usually how an abscess tooth is diagnosed. But sometimes you will see a hole in an area where, let's say, a wisdom tooth was removed 30 years ago. That is a cavitation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can give you a couple of case studies about cavitations. A cavitation can be as the result of a tooth that has been removed, but the ligament that was holding that tooth in was left in. And that's something to ask your dentist. Do you remove the ligament when you remove a tooth? And when you get a, you know you're in the wrong place. Oh, that's interesting. Because a biologic dentist will say, Yes, we scrape it out or we use a drill or whatever. Do you remove the entire infected bone? If you get uh, round eyes, you're in the wrong place too. So those are things to prevent a cavitation from an extraction. But any root canal can cause a cavitation. Any injury can cause uh, a cavitation. I've had, my daughter was one good case. She had all her teeth, including her wisdom teeth. She was fit. She could lift 300 pounds. Wow. Uh, Very, very fit girl, tall, well-built, and no cavities. As I say, I graduated my kids out of high school with no cavities. And, but she had had a couple of falls where she landed on her tailbone. Also a whiplash accident, car accident. She smoked and she was on the birth control pill. And she had a cavitation from the back to the front of the uh, jaw, right underneath her teeth. So that's a case of an injury. Plus things like birth control pills are extremely, extremely dangerous to the bone or to, uh, to our bones. The other one, of course, is uh, dentistry and things like a broken jaw. So I had a case, his name's John, and he doesn't mind me using his real name. He had been losing the strength in his upper body for over six months to the point where he couldn't open a door, couldn't dress himself, couldn't eat by himself. Wow. And the hospital where he was going was treating him psychiatrically. Mm -hmm. And finally, when he couldn't do anything for himself, they said, go home and die. He somehow found us. And I have a machine called a Cavitat that identifies 
cavitations by sonar. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunately a technology that has been abandoned. So they use cone beam x-rays now, and there is a new uh, ultrasound based machine in Germany now that finds them. Sometimes I can see them on an x-ray, but it's because my eye is trained from using the cavitat to uh, identify these. So we found the wisdom teeth areas were infected in him. Mm -hmm. And that is on the acupuncture meridian of the heart and of the upper body musculature. So we treated that. At that time, we were treating it with ozone and with uh, rife frequencies. And within three months, he was back to work. So it's something that is very much overlooked. It's one of the mystery syndromes that I meant that I talk about. And it is an unfortunately very common. So when people come and say, I have a mystery syndrome, nobody can find what's wrong with me. And I have this, 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 this. First thing I look at is their x-ray mm -hmm. and see whether there may be a cavitation. If you have been enjoying this episode, come join me in my Facebook group, Physical Emotional Health Secrets with Amanda Love where there are trainings every Thursday, recipes, and more. The uh, other case was a young boy. He was 16 at the time he came to me. Six foot three, basketball player. At the age of 13 and a half, he started having seizures, unpredictable, random seizures. And his mother had gone to anybody and everybody that she could to find out what was causing yeah. these because he wasn't born with them or anything like that and couldn't find anybody. And uh, he was on heavy medication, uh, could not predict when these seizures would happen. Sometimes they'd happen on the uh, basketball court, sometimes when he was walking across a, a uh, street. So. The father had already signed the okay for a frontal lobotomy. Mm -hmm. But the mother said, let's try this one thing. And I found a cavitation going like that. This is called the triangle of death in dentistry. Because from here, anything that is infected can and does go straight to the brain. And so we started treating him. By this time, I had developed a uh, protocol called the NICO protocol, which involved ozone and rife and laser and polychromatic lights. And for two years, we treated him, and he was draining from his nose, from his ear, and also from the bottom of the spine. In two years, he became totally of all seizures. He's now playing basketball for a major university in the States. Wow. So what had happened to him, he had never had any tooth removed. He had never had any surgery, except one spot right there that mm -hmm. was used to release the muscle so that his teeth would come back together. Mm-hmm. They didn't remember having a, an infection in there. 
but obviously it was something that got infected, got into the bone, yeah, and then into the brain. And it was a brain abscess that had caused all this, all the seizures. Wow, that's quite a story. So it's a case history that uh, I share because people say I've never had any dental work done. And he hadn't had any dental work done except for that one procedure. And uh, I guess that's why they call me the health detective. <laughs> ah, that's incredible. Um, I have a question. You mentioned why is birth control so bad for, because we don't think about that. So many women are on birth control. The World Health Organization has uh, classified birth control pills as worse than smoking. Wow. And, uh, there are a lot of side effects from them. I, uh, and Dr. Northrop really has a very good uh, book on that. But it uh, creates uh, sluggish blood, so you end up with blood clots very easily. It does something to your hormones where you think differently. Women on birth control pills actually are attracted to the wrong kind of man. They're usually attracted to the non-marrying kind. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And also, you're, uh, I see a lot of cavitations in people that have had the birth control pill and smoked. Uh, okay. So there's a whole list of things that I can send anybody that's interested. Uh, yeah. No, I can't remember all of them. Well, I'll put them in the show notes and people can find it that way. But what is something we should be doing every single day to have good teeth and good hygiene and that maybe we're not doing? One of the things is avoid most commercial toothpastes. Okay. Think about what the label says on your crest or Colgate. If swallowed by a child, call poison control. That's on every toothpaste. If a baby cannot swallow something, it's too toxic for you to put in your mouth. So the first thing is finding a safe way of cleaning your teeth. There are many good toothpastes. You can make your own. You can uh, go online and find out what is safe. In the States, uh, you have the Dental Herb Company. And I highly recommend their products because they are all natural, very effective, and they taste good, and they kill as much bacteria as a, a topical product can. They're uh, unfortunately not available in Canada because Health Canada has said that they can't send anything to Canada that doesn't have French labeling on it. So I have to smuggle it in. <laughs> well, what about like the black toothpaste, the chart? Is that good? Your toothpaste, it's fine, but you don't want any fluoride in that toothpaste. You don't want any sodium lauryl sulfate. You don't want any chemicals that you don't know what they do. So some some of them are very safe, but not very effective. Right. So you like neem toothpaste is very good. Anything that has uh, clove oil in it or essential oils like the uh, essential oil companies have their toothpaste without fluoride but with essential oils those are good so 
you can find a lot of them, but if you have a parasite infection, you're not going to get rid of it with, with toothpaste or mouthwash. Right. Salt water is a very good mouthwash, hot salt water. If you know how a leech, when it attaches to itself to your leg, you put salt on it and it lets go, mm-hmm. that's because it's a parasite and parasites don't like salt. You can use aloe vera, you can use various kinds of things, but unfortunately, the worst infection, which is the amoeba, hides very deep in the crevices of your gums and very, very difficult to reach. So that's why you have to do a whole body cleanse. And we use the Hulda Clark cleanse, which is available in her book called A Cure for All Diseases. That sounds like an interesting book. Yeah, it's an excellent book. She wrote quite a few, Cure for All Cancers, Cure for All Diseases. And uh, it's all herbal stuff. That's great. And what do you, and you recommend flossing and making sure people do that? Yes, as long as the floss doesn't snap through between the teeth. This is why I like the little floss wands. Because you can saw through so that you're not snapping and cutting gums. Many injure themselves by floss. There are other ways of getting in between the teeth. There are little brushes and depending on how much of your gum has receded already too. So if you have a lot of recession, you're going to, uh, your floss is not going to be as effective as one of those little interproximal brushes. So those are things that you can get your dentist or hygienist's advice on. But to prevent your gums from going away, <laughs> right? you... Uh, have to make sure that you are infection free and you know it's people say i don't know how i got that and i'll ask do you eat sushi i love sushi okay <laughs> then when i go to have sushi i have my parasite cleanse before and after my meal because i know that all sushi is infected mm-hmm. because if it's done in a sushi place they also do sashimi sashimi is raw fish all raw fish nowadays is infected Mm. so therefore i enjoy my sushi but i protect myself right and that's the thing you have to be aware what you're putting into your body yeah the food could affect you yeah so you know our grandparents they dewormed their kids and their animals spring and fall we've abandoned that it's too bad because we need to get rid of our parasites. Yeah, we we don't. We don't think about it. That's right. And so when people come to me and you know they have these various mystery syndromes, we start off with looking at the mouth. There are other things, of course, that we look at, and that is their vaccination history, for instance. Their vaccines, they contain mercury, all of them do, They, uh, in the form of thermarosol. They have foreign DNA in the form of aborted fetal tissue. They have aluminum. Mm-hmm. The jab that we're now right. getting 
as uh, spike proteins. It, actually, that's not a vaccine because it doesn't have any attenuated virus in it. It only has spike proteins, luciferase, which is uh, a tracking mechanism, and uh, the graphene oxide and aborted fetal tissue that affects our DNA. So I don't know why people would want to take it, but that's their choice. So it's uh, very toxic. The most toxic people that I see are the ones that have had a full lifetime of vaccines and then have had flu shots every year. And all the shots that are being promoted, like the, the hepatitis and the uh, pneumonia and the shingles and all these others, the more vaccinated they are, the more toxic their body becomes and they're not doing well. Yeah, we don't hear about that. We don't hear about the people and the vaccines and them and the side effects and stuff. We just hear about like in the US it's just a lot of commercials about like go get your shingles if you're over the age of whatever and well big pharma has taken to advertising straight to the consumer rather than through the doctor. And so people think that the advertisements are medical advice. They're only pharmaceutical advertisements. They're not medical advice. And I really have a problem with yeah. the commercialization of big pharma. As we know, most of the drugs that are made are made from petroleum. And the reason that big pharma pushes these drugs so much on people is because the oil magnets want to make more money. And so, for instance, one thing that they did is lobby the government to get rid of hemp. Hemp oil was what the original cars ran on. Mm -hmm. But uh, the company that owned the oil fields, I'm not going to say the name, decided to uh, lobby the government to get rid of hemp so that they could sell their oil. And how they did that is they got the government to name hemp marijuana. And uh, so we lost a very valuable resource in hemp oil and in hemp uh, products that we are now in Canada bringing back as CBD and whatever. Yes, if you smoke it, you'll get high. But if you use CBD oil, you get a lot of benefits. And hemp oil is very useful for a lot of things, and it's cheap. But Big Pharma decided that they are going to, to create their own markets. Right. So they started making pharmaceutical products out of oil and even replacing vitamins with oil-based chemicals. So I don't know if you have a company called Jameson in the, in the States. I've never heard of that. Okay, but in Canada, it's all pharmaceutical grade rather than natural grade vitamins. And it's sold everywhere and people think that they are getting in a very nutritious, uh, nutrient-dense supplement. Right. 
But anyways, what happened was these oil companies weren't happy enough with that. So they decided to fund medical schools. Mm -hmm. And once they funded them, they demanded a voice in the curriculum. And the curriculum in the medical schools changed from curing the cause of a problem to uh, mitigating symptoms. So now medicine isn't even allowed to go after the cause. They don't care what the cause is. They only care what the symptom is. So that's how you have cortisone that suppresses the immune system to get rid of symptoms of an immune system being under attack. And then they advertise this drug, ask your doctor if this drug is right for you. And people yeah. are under, under a hypnotic trance when they're watching television anyways. Right. So they end up going to the doctor and saying, is this drug good for me? And the doctor gets a rebate from the pharmaceuticals that he prescribes, therefore, sure, yeah. I'll prescribe that for you. And that's what our health system has uh, deteriorated into. Yeah, it's, we're not getting to, back to the, what is the root cause of why you're sick and dealing with it? We're just gonna mask the symptom. Yeah, that's the whole basis of medicine is find the cause and cure it or eliminate it or something. But if the only tools that you have is poison it, uh, burn it, or take it out, then that's all you do. Is there any like specific, any other like tips that we should be doing daily, like with our toothbrushes? Is the electric one better than? Electric toothbrushes that rotate actually push more infection under the gum. So I don't like those. Yeah, the sonic brushes I prefer because they extend the effect of the toothbrush beyond the bristles. There is a toothbrush called an ionic toothbrush. And that is uh, a manual one that I like because it has a semiconductor in its handle that creates negative ions. Negative ions are attracted to positive ions and kill them. Positive ions is your infection, your inflammation, and your toxin. So the ionic toothbrush is my favorite, and a manual one uh, is just as easy to use as an electric one, unless you have mobility problems. So that's toothbrushes. Toothpastes and mouthwashes, I uh, tell people, watch for isopropyl alcohol in mouthwashes. That is a poison. It's denatured alcohol. And unfortunately, it's in most hand sanitizers. Okay. So, yeah, so nurses are coming down with liver cancer because by Helda Clark's uh, rules, there is a toxin and there is a parasite. The two of them will create a certain type of cancer. So liver fluke plus isopropyl alcohol equals liver cancer. Nurses are coming down with it by the droves and look at what they're doing instead of washing their hands every five minutes, they're cleaning, they're sanitizing their hands and much yeah. more from COVID. 
And I'm sure, yeah, like you said, because of COVID, like hand sanitizer is everywhere and stuff in it. And we're told to wipe down everything now even more than. Yeah. And they use isopropyl alcohol instead of ethyl alcohol, which is your strongest vodka. So it's something that in the States, I think is more accessible is the the alcohol or the ethyl alcohol that is uh, 99%. The other thing is when you go and have a blood test, the swab they use is isopropyl. Ask, is that isopropyl? Thank you. I won't have it. Bring your own little bottle of vodka and say, please use this or please use hydrogen peroxide. Okay. That's a really great tip. Yeah. These are things that we need to think about. Okay, how can I protect myself today? What am I going to do? What are my choices? And this is something that I'm teaching a lot through my uh, through my app. I have an app called The Health Detective, and uh, it's free. And there are a lot of things like that, tips like that, that I have in there. Or people can call me, and uh, I can have anything from a complimentary 15 minutes to a full consultation by Zoom. That's uh, something I love to do. I'm passionate about uh, spreading the message of health and of empowering everybody to know what to ask for. Right. Because Big Pharma doesn't care about your health. No, it doesn't. certainly doesn't. And your medical doctor has been programmed And your dentist has been programmed. So how are you going to choose properly if you don't know? Exactly. Yeah, like fluoride, for instance. It has dumbed down our kids by 30%. The IQs have gone down. Wow. That's that's horrible. Of water. Uh, Hashimoto's and other thyroid problems are pandemic. Every fourth person coming into my office is on thyroid medication. And that's because when the thyroid doesn't have its main nutrient, which is iodine, and it's looking for something, it reaches for something that looks like the iodine, and that's your chlorine and your chloride. And when it absorbs that, it poisons itself. So how many people do you know that have nodules or uh, hypothyroid or they've got goiter? Those are things that unfortunately fluoride causes. So that's one choice that you can make at the dental office. You can say, I'm not going to take the fluoride treatment. And it has been proven that the only way to really where that fluoride works is by putting it in a varnish on the surfaces that one is safe but not fluoride rinses and certainly not these things in the trays when i used to use fluoride i remember kids getting nauseated and bringing up afterwards didn't realize i was poisoning them so badly so fluoride is a big big problem chlorine that was used in uh, the chlorine gas was used by the Nazis to kill the soldiers in the trenches. 
And yes, that's what we're using instead of ozone or other ways of sterilizing our water. But if you can get that out of your water before you drink it, you're going to be much healthier. And people say, well, I have a reverse osmosis system. Mm -hmm. Reverse osmosis is great, but it takes all the minerals out. So then you need to remineralize your water or else you're leaching minerals out of your body when you're drinking it. And of course, I recommend half an ounce for every pound of weight that you have. That's a lot of leaching or a lot of fluoride that yeah. uh, your body undergoes. Thank you so much for this interview. I will put all that information in the show notes and everything like that. Is Thank there you. anything else you would like to share? Well, I have lots of other things, but <laughs> that might be for another time. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Physical, Emotional, and Health Secrets with Amanda Elise Love. If you would like to connect with Amanda, send her a private message on Facebook, which is Amanda Elise Love. We also invite you to hop on over to iTunes and leave a review and share the podcast with your friends and family. See you next week, healthy friends.